Hello and welcome to The Nightcap, uh, one of our catch-ups yet again on a Wednesday morning. Bloody miserable out there, isn't it, mate? I know, yeah. It was looking... What day was it yesterday or Tuesday? It was mm. like bright and sunny, it's cold, lovely. but no, yeah, I scooted snow. in today in the snow. Yeah, as soon as I got here, I spotted your scooter. I was like, that was the like, goggles on. And now just gloves, but yeah, I could hardly see. I had my eyes closed a lot of the way. Fun. Yeah, which made it more fun, to be honest. Fucking hell, what a dreary... It says it's going to be like this for several weeks into March, which, I mean, I've got a new, found, new sort of found respect for farmers since watching Clarkson's Farm. Oh, right. And I've realised that this like time of year is like pivotal in yeah. terms of like what happens next. I can't remember exactly where they are on the cycle, but the weather is like so unpredictable when you can never do that much yeah there's polytunnels yeah there's this and that but you're at the mercy of the elements yeah, and it's so and it's like, beyond fuck. your control you can only do a certain amount i don't know a lot about growing stuff but yeah. you know you can prepare yeah but then the weather can just fuck you over and then or it might set your season back a, a yeah. month or weeks and then how do you like run a business like that with like cash flow and forecasts i know it's like well, when we spoke to gusborns a few times they'd be talking about like oh you know 2016 or whenever you know obviously because of that summer that yeah. ruined the whole thing. You're just like, fuck, how can you... It's such a variable that no one can control. Yeah. Your whole business model re- evolves, revolves it, around Especially it. for wine, because you, you feel the effect making, but you don't feel yeah. the financial effect until no, after, maybe a exactly. year or two after, once uh, you want to sell the wine. It's just beyond your control. Yeah. It's horrible. I, I like the restaurant format where yeah. you get paid that night and then we pay our suppliers sort of 30 days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nice. <laughs> Good cash flow business. Yeah, that makes me very grateful to be in media where I can just sit at a laptop, regardless of the weather, regardless of whether there's yeah. snow on my drive and never worry about any of that shit. Yeah. It's a different yeah. world. We, one thing we have, never have to do in this industry is chase invoices off yeah. clients. So, you know, because people pay at the end. Well, but, most of them do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for joining us. We've got so much to cover. We're going to touch on Clarkson's Farm a bit later on. Um, but first, I guess one of the most pressing matters in the industry right now is the whole Michelin announcement, which, when when is it? When's the... So the 27th of March is the awards night at Silverstone. Cool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they, they teased us a while ago. Um I think it was like January they announced a date and that it'd be at Silverstone. So mm-hmm. then obviously everyone who's hoping to retain a star like us is you're just waiting for the email then. Really. Yeah, sure. Um, Which yeah. you can never not get a little bit nervous about. Not really, but I think because there's no, there is a time limit for the 27th, but you don't know when the email is going to come. Normally yeah. it's two to three weeks before. Yeah. yeah. So you can't, you're not like checking your email every day. I think some people are. <laughs> It's more nervous if you really know you're in the boat to get one. And then, as you know, course, we've spoke yeah. about many times, we got our invite three days before. Yeah, yeah, which is, last minute. It's just fucking oh, crazy. God. Yeah, that is mental. <laughs> I mean, I, I do love that though. It's horrible as it is. I love that. It just, it just, there's so much more to talk about. It creates more. Yeah, I guess. So they're doing it, they're doing it that late. So that what, the secret doesn't get out early? I, I think so. It must be that. Yeah, because... Yeah. You know, chefs are a bunch of gossips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The WhatsApp groups be pinging right, right off. If they invited you three weeks before, yeah, like you, yeah, yeah. you know, you tell people close to you. But if everybody tells two people close to them, then oh, it just goes exactly. everywhere, doesn't It'd be it? Nuts. Yeah, yeah so, so I understand it, and that's why they're so revered, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Um, so what's the yeah? Are the WhatsApp groups popping off between you and your mates at the moment about it all? And uh, like, what, bit, what sort yeah. of goes on? Talk me through it. A bit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, people chat. There's not been much chat really, but 
invites have gone out now for retainers we've had ours um but i must say that doesn't mean anything we've just been invited to the night yes yeah which is it's sort of like the reading between the lines thing of like well you'd hope to be retaining because so yeah that'd be a horrible invite it it would you can only assume they wouldn't do that so hopefully we have i'd never say for sure until the 27th of course Uh, but i won't say congratulations (laughs) yeah still pending uh, (laughs) yeah we'll wait till the 27th and and we'll see but we're invited to the night so that's that's great and i know a few of us that have Mm. but obviously i don't know any new ones yet because you know we're not gonna not Mm, gonna find out and they're not big news nobody really cares about us retainers but ourselves yeah that's so true actually it almost becomes old news to retain yeah in a weird way even though it's massive like it's a guaranteed whole nother year of like the best marketing tool you could have exactly i can't do a press release about it because it's like always nothing new yes but for us it's great and you know we shout about it on our social media and it's something obviously be very proud of yeah yeah yeah. oh massive you know it should be never taken for granted should it even though it seems like an anti-climax to the rest of the world or the industry but it's just the greatest badge of honor and I, i i can never i'll never know but it's like the validity it gives you for like tourists traveling for people coming to the area like people go out for dinner people travel for michelin star meals from around the world not even just like from another county but it's like there's no other award that does it no here and there's no other award and it's recognized worldwide i mean even the countries like that don't have it they recognize it yes like australia they have their own system the hat system yeah which it's like up to three hats so it's i think it's similar but it's theirs but they're well aware of what michelin is of course come to europe and before i remember before they had it in america Mm. i mean i think it was like 2004 ish did it in new york but they did it city by city because they're so big of course new york and then there was california and uh, as well um all around the same sort of times and did chicago and then there's a few of us so I didn't realise that yeah, America were that, that late they, to the they game. They didn't have it. Wow. They, they, it was all on, it was a different way in America. They have, they had five-star restaurants, which mm. you'd hear about, and that was from a, a critic. Oh. So when people discuss we're a five-star restaurant, from like that's a, paper or a top New York Times critic or something oh. that's reviewed reviewed you and yeah. got you, right, that's five stars. Mm-hmm. And it might get reviewed again in a year or so. Wow, I think I'm, I'm not totally yeah, sure, okay about it works, but gist. that's yeah. the gist. Like the actual review guides weren't as big, but Michelin is, you know, very highly respected. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, what, what's but there your... are a big part. Of, not a big part, but it's funny. You see it, especially on Facebook. Staff canteen when they they always put out predictions every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. They ask chefs like they've asked me some years, who do you think? Hmm. And you always get the same negative people on their f- Facebook, <laughs> like, oh it's washed out, it's old news, nobody cares. Seriously. And nah. as well as that it's only ever chefs that haven't got it that say that. Of course. Like yeah. 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 And it you know, it is relevant. Whether you care about it or not is a different think but yeah. it is relevant it's yeah, a it fact is, yeah. you can't deny it it's relevant it's big absolutely and doesn't like, mean you're you know good if you don't have one 100 percent. and i would say that we've got a pretty big sample size in terms of guests we've had on the podcast like we've had 30 odd guests yeah over 50 percent of them have probably got a star even when we've not had the mics recording no one up here has ever said fucking michelin no none of them no no like, there's never no. that is that, that would have come up amongst a few of them at some point if they thought this system's shit or this is... None of them have had a bad word to say about it. No, They're exactly. sort, sort of in awe of 
well, we don't know. You know, we just yeah. the magic's alive. You know, and it, yeah, you look at guys that have done well without Michelin, like we've had on Gary Usher, of course, yeah, Callum Franklin, our Ellie. first guest, yeah, Ellie, they're all done really well without it, yeah. Um, but they they big fans of it and understand what it is and what it's about. Yeah, you know, yeah. They haven't needed it for their career, but mm. they're not there slagging it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So what, what, do you feel comfortable doing predictions or would you rather just like yeah, keep them Yeah, we do a few. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but my predictions, I know nothing. No, like, of course. It's mad yeah. the customers, some customers that perhaps don't know a lot about Michelin that come in, like, so who's going to get it? What do you know? Like, oh, I don't know anything. Like you're, well, you're on that side of the tape, so they think <laughs> yeah, you've got the inside so, track. <laughs> oh, I'm not. None of us are. None of us fucking <laughs> know. We only know when everyone else finds yeah, out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, trying to trying to think about it. Um, so, Ledbury's reopened after being closed for, like, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like, big change, change of team and stuff. I imagine they'll go back in at two, as they were. Straight back in at two? I, I think so, because, yeah. you know, Brett's been cooking at that level for ages, and uh-huh. he's got Tom Spence in there, who's been cooking at that level for ages as his head chef. And mm-hmm. uh, I've not been yet. I want to go. I just haven't got around to it, but... Um, it looks incredible. All so I've heard I, is how amazing it is. I still don't really fully understand of like how do they, does that mean because they were closed, they lost two stars or was it almost but like put, it, put on ice um, sort of thing? Well, like, I don't... neither really. They closed so they were gone. Yeah. Um, so, so they haven't been in the past two guides. Yeah. So they had no stars, but that wasn't their fault. Yeah. And they, well, I, I mean, they, they closed during the first pan, first lockdown. Yeah. And never reopened. Yeah. And they never reopened. They never did any like boxes, but they only reopened like last year, early last yeah. year. So two and, and a half years. For, like two and a half years yeah. in Notting Hill. Yeah, wow. How are you paying the rent? <laughs> that is so true. Gee, yeah. they must have had a good five or six years before that. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, fair yeah, play. That they, they would. He just didn't want to do it half assed And it's a very tight space mm-hmm. um, anyway. So I remember Brett saying at the time in the press that he didn't want to do, you know, um, spread out the diners and stuff because it just wouldn't have worked. It yeah, wouldn't fair, have broken fair play. even. So yeah, they've reopened and have you ever it been looks there? as strong as ever. I've never been, no. No, no never been, no, regretfully. Same. But no, I will. I will go. Mm-hmm. Um, who else have I got? Oh, Tony. I think Tony will get one. Um, Tony Parkin? Yeah. So he, I mean, he's moved to Ireland yeah. to, the, to the Cliff House and they already had a star. Yes. He had a star at Tudor Room. So, um, but I mean, it's only been what? five, six months he's been there. Sure. So, but I imagine, I imagine he will. I don't know, but did he go, obviously like he'd have put his own stamp on things, but that, did that mean change? Because they already had a star, so they were doing something right. How? Yeah, they were doing something right, but did, he's gone, he's taken his food and, mm. you know, I speak to him a lot and, you know, I know what he does. I've, I had a great meal at the Tudor room, but he's got better facilities, a bigger, better team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of better set up for his food. So yeah. the way I see it, it can only have got stronger. Sure, really. Great. Yeah, you, you know, it was him and two of us generally in Tudor Room. Mm-hmm. And now I think he's got about eight underneath him, which doesn't always mean more people makes your life easier, yeah, does it? Yeah, that's so true. Got you know, people got problems, they say. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, knowing Tony and the facilities and the restaurant and that, I think only going to get stronger. Yeah, yeah. Really. Got you. That's cool. Um, Fingers crossed for Tone. Grace and Saviour around here. Yeah. So, oh, oh, um Where's Hampton that? Manor. Hampton Manor, yeah. yeah. Ah. So they had a star at Peels, but they closed Peels. Yeah. Because they just opened like three restaurants. They had Peels for years, then they opened Smoke with uh, Stu. Uh-huh. Um, and then they opened Grace and Saviour as well. I've still not been there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the food, all I've heard is great things. Okay. And Peels is closed, so obviously that star will go. Yeah, I would assume point. they would Let's buzz about them. Again. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. 
new ones, uh, Ormia in Mayfair, mm-hmm. Sufian. Um, I went there last year with, or the year before with Adam Bateman. Um, like I, I was speaking to Aaron Mullis yesterday, who's a good friend of him, and yeah. I think he should just win one because he's too bloody good looking. <laughs> <laughs> we were both saying it's not fair. He's it's annoying. He's like ridiculously good looking and he can cook. I, like, I yeah. fucking hate it. I, I hate Come it when on. that happens. Like <laughs> ben Folks for yeah. England. He's a wicket keeper for England, an amazing batsman. Yeah. Way too handsome. Like, yeah. You just can't, you, there's too much. You it's can't be, be that handsome. Yeah. It's got to be a twat or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it needs something. It needs, it needs the caveats, otherwise it's just too good on paper. Yeah, it's just not, not fair. <laughs> Any um, others? Who else have we got? Alex Dillon at um, Hotel Cafe Royale. Uh, he had okay. two stars at a greenhouse uh, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. His food's like super technical and really sharp. So okay. d- surely he's definitely going to go in at one, maybe mm-hmm. two. Wow. I don't know. Cool. Again, there's these are bit, all my guesses. Yeah, there's always a bit of a... Well, I'd say in the last couple of years, it feels like there's always been like a... Not a surprise, but like a... Oh my God, there's a, there's two twos or there's a, thr- a, thr- yeah. a threes come at Like it used to... It feel, feel, feels like for a while it was steady and then suddenly the last few years there's been pops of oh my god he's got two they've got three mm. like there's yeah. been more surprises I guess yeah. it's just the standards are always going up all the time but. yeah I think so I think so yeah. and then there's the green the new green stars the, the, yeah is that, are they still going I, I don't think really... that's a bit weird yeah what is it again it's like an eco it's like a green yeah, so environmental star where it's different to a star is they come out and taste your food assess you etc for a star yeah the green star who knows oh no one knows <laughs> no because they're not coming and checking your recycling bins yeah good point they're not, yeah, yeah, they're not checking your systems when you fill in the stuff every year you there are questions around how you recycle and what other things you do your suppliers you use so all of those green questions are in that yeah um we are aware from a PR point of view who does that very well anyway. There are sure. certain restaurants that you know yeah, yeah, do yeah. it. Got you. So it can only be based on that form and um, PR. They're not coming in and, yeah. you know, oh, you've, you've, you've put food in your plastic bin. <laughs> They're just there watching you for a whole day. Just like, oh, rock bin, that's uh, yeah. marked down. You're not getting that. So, I mean, a nice, nice something to have. But, yeah, I guess um, so. Yeah, I don't know how they come to that sort of... Yeah, interesting. I've never really. even thought about it. I don't know what. No, I think I only thought about it last year. I was like, actually, what is the criteria? Know. Yeah, yeah. Because not that I would. I mean, we've never had the green star anyway. But I could really manipulate that form. Yeah, and then because it's not like a um, a government form. No, it's just a app. It's just like yeah, they're taking your word for whatever you say, really. Exactly. They're not going to check it. Yeah. So I mean, well, we've you've just got to do that now. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I just realised about this list that I'm giving you of all these people. I've not eaten any of them. I've been you, really interesting. No, but it's just it's just knowing yeah. and knowing trust other people you trust feedback. Yeah. I've eaten that a lot over the past year, but it's of a current one stars or just a lot of bistros and abroad and stuff like yeah, that. Sure. So, yeah. do you do you find as well that because I think I I'm a bit of a victim of this. I obviously love discovering new things. And when certain people like yourself or Herbert recommend somewhere, I won't even think twice about booking it. 
Yeah. But I'm also a bit of a sucker for going back to the same place twice. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which is funny because that we are spo- as spoiled for choice as we've probably ever been in this country. Yeah. When yes. you enjoy something, you, yeah. you, you do. You, yeah, you can't not. I've been to Fallow three times in the past year. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. In London, where you're How many new openings that I want to go to in London yeah. do I miss? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know, you're just like, yeah, but I've got to go back there. I want that again. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. And I sort of love that even like your, your level of cooking, you, you still have that consumer behavior of just like yeah i'm going to that place again yeah it's fucking great yeah yeah no, no you do you just and especially as a chef you do if you find something like the hand and flowers was the same years ago it was a chef's canteen because mm. the food was just so appealing to chefs yeah, and that's yeah. why a lot of chefs like fallow it's yeah. just really tasty no like say, saying no frills doesn't sound fair but just tasty bold brave yeah just just good wholesome food really technically well executed yeah technical is the but it's it's no frill and, and because of the no frills and stuff do you think I mean you, you don't get the sense that they care about whether they get a star or not but do you think that would ever be on the cards for somewhere like that I don't know I think I think they think they're too big like as in uh, too, covers too, and too big yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I think um, but you know either of them are you know, either head chefs at Jack or Will are oh, both, of course. both capable of Yeah, it, established you know. anyway. Yeah, they don't yeah. necessarily need that. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. And, you know, if they had their own smaller place or something, it would mm. absolutely happen. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. excellent. Well, um, you've, put, you've put all of these guests on the line now, and obviously now we're doing these weekly podcasts. We'll be doing a podcast after the announcement yeah. to reflect on your predictions. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe next week I can add some more to the mix as well. Yeah, like, see yeah. if I think of any more. Especially yeah, more great. people are... More people are talking. Silverstone. Has it been at Silverstone before? No, it's always been in London. Yeah. Different places in London. That's nice. Quick, way close for you. That's, yeah, uh, loads closer. Okay. But I'll still get a hotel because it's not like... Yeah, it's like 45 minutes an hour yeah. from here. Yeah, and it's just I can have a drink then. Yeah, Enjoy lovely. It. Great. Yeah, my mum's on holiday at the moment. I need to make sure she can have the kids. <laughs> yeah. All those logistics. <laughs> That's for, for those people that get invited three days before, it's all that shit. Like, yeah. fuck. Oh, what are the... Is it a Saturday night? No, it's always a Monday. Oh, it's always a Monday. Oh, because that's when everyone's generally, generally shut. people yeah, are yeah. shut or off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, so it makes it easier. But like that, obviously we're closed, but I have my kids those yeah, yeah. days. Of course, yeah. So, oh, yeah. All those bits. To sort <laughs> and obviously a part of the predictions, we won't talk about any of them, but there will be some restaurants that potentially lose a star or go, that's just the nature of the game. There will, yeah. And, you know, it's unfortunate. Um and yeah it's going to be shit for anyone who experiences that they'll be the ones that close or chefs move on but yes, there are occasionally yeah. the odd ones where it's just stars gone and mm. yeah that must be a that must be a horrendous feeling because it's like your business plan it must just naturally have to change because of like we said before about how how well that markets you anyway and positions mm. you you must i mean maybe not but i in my mind i'd be thinking right what what's our new way of attracting people here if we've just lot we've been like it feels like you've been demoted like must yeah be a really tough i don't know where you start but yeah i i wouldn't even know i don't don't really want to think about no, it, but <laughs> I, i've always I, I wouldn't feel like this at the time but i've always said to myself like if we lose it you just gotta remember that it happened mm. no one you know, yeah, you'll yeah, still yeah. always be a mission star chef like yes, as long yeah. as you live it doesn't that's a good doesn't point matter like you no one can take away from the fact that you've had it yeah that's a really good point if we retain it that means that's five years Mm -hmm. which you know something can be incredibly proud if it goes that that's not taken away absolutely it's gone that year and it doesn't mean you're 
cooking worse food or anything it doesn't doesn't mean your restaurant's worse and yeah, yeah. you know like us i think we've got stronger like genuinely know we have yeah. um if they took it off us i'd be confused more than anything so we're stronger and you know, yeah, the restaurant's yeah. much nicer and yeah uh, we're in a much better place so, so if you i suppose if you're honest with yourself about what it is you're doing in your kitchen then mm. you would never have to worry because like yeah. you said you, you if you if, as soon as people get blinkers on or they start kidding themselves that things have got better or whatever, that's when you're in trouble. But as long as you're honest with yourself, like you said, you know yeah. you've got better and you have 100% conviction in that. Yeah. You're not just saying it because you're biased. You actually know. Yeah. And like, I kind of look at it like a football analogy, but it's relative to where you are. So like take Newcastle this season, right? If you had said to them at the start of the season, would you take fifth mm. and a cup final? Bit oh. your hand off. Day out, cup final, Wembley. 100%. But on the day, you're gutted. And if they lose yeah. that fourth place and they get fifth, they're gutted. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. In the so moment. true. It's relative, yeah. But before, it's like, so winning the star is the most amazing feeling in your career. Yeah. But losing it later on, isn't it? It's, you've got to try and yeah. is it, you're think right. back to where you started That's absolutely true. It's just in the moment. It's exactly. so hard to tell yourself. When you, exactly. Because it would always be psychopathic to, in the moment, go, well, we had the star. Like, what? Too soon, mate. Like we just lost it this yeah. second. Like fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> It'd be horrible. Oh man. Okay. Well, a couple of weeks' time, we'll find out. It's very exciting. It's always that you know this time of year is massive for all chefs, and it's different now, isn't it? Because it used to be pre-pandemic. It was like October time, wasn't it? Am I it right? Was that? yeah. I reckon so it's they're gradually the bringing it back to it because I oh, really they had the one with Davina McCall. Yeah, that was January online. Yeah, and then last year it was just a press release, and it was February. Yeah. And then this year it's March. Yeah, that's true. So are they Slowly. gradually taking it back? I wonder who the host will be. Will it be a Silverstone related? Uh... I don't know. I don't know, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Davina sure. McCall, that's a pull. That is a big pull. Yeah. The... yeah I thought I had a shot. Good little pandemic it, so, gig yeah. for her. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great pandemic gig. Uh, okay, cool. Let's move on to some other bits and bobs. Uh, what else is going on in the in the world of food and hospitality? A bit more of a commercial one, but um, I saw that Cafe Nero and Starbucks, they are opening over 200 new sites across the UK, a part of their expansion plans, um, as customers are starting to exceed the pre-pandemic levels for the first time in, I guess, what's nearly three years now. No Interesting, though. It's not just a few sites, 200 more sites. 200's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, isn't it? And Is that exciting, though, to um, think that more people are going out or is it a bit I think so. I think you can look at it in different ways don't you um, and I'm I'm not like your normal small independent mm. you know there is that purist sometimes with small independents that hate chains and chains growing mm. I understand that how important they are for the economy yeah and the fact that we we need them, yeah, we need yeah. them to employ people. Yeah, that's and a good point. Yeah, I think you, how many look, jobs is that? Two hundred sites. That's a lot of people. Yeah, it's that's a lot. A, a couple think, of thousand. Is it Costa or Nero? They employ like twenty odd thousand around the country yeah. as it is. Amazing. And one of them, I think, he's owned by Coke, Coke, Coca Cola. Sure. Because that's what happens as soon as you get big. Coke yeah, buy you, Coke, don't yeah. They? yeah, keep stay the same, keep the name, but we just own you now. Yeah, that's, nobody will need to know. Yeah, yeah. you just got to sell Coke. You can't sell Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for me it's look how many costas there are mm. in just in like Warwickshire yeah, yeah you know there's never you're never going to fill those places with small independents no, because there's not so enough true. people that want to own their own business they don't want the stress yeah. they don't want to we can't fill the demand of mm. the public and our demand with people that want to own a business because it's hard to do. Yep. The government have made it really people difficult to open businesses. People don't want to take the risk. Take the risk, yeah. get in the competition. 
and some people they just want to go to work and come home and forget about it so yeah, yeah that's such a good point i never thought of it like that to be fair so that is a very very good point yeah i mean it's, it's you know it's all well and good and we should support all the independent but we've got to support the chains as well because they're employing a lot of the people that have money to spend elsewhere and just keep the economy going yeah so true i so like every angle you look at it is completely different isn't it because if you uh say say that meant there was an another cafe nero and another starbucks opening in stratford Mm. on top of the ones that already are here the independents go oh fuck yeah and it's like so you feel for them but then you're going oh look there's new chat and that's employed 50 new people in the area in those two shots so it's like everywhere you look it's exactly it's hard exactly but. and you know we need even things like you know you're on a long drive you go on a yeah you, you know you stop at a service station I know, no yeah. independents can open there are they no, that's just such like, a good point yeah it just doesn't happen yeah it doesn't happen you can open in a nice you want a nice little bougie place yeah <laughs> like ideally like us we wanted a little grade two listed building yeah that's true but you it's know. not that's not going to be for everyone what is fascinating though is uh, the expansion of these coffee chains and the sort of commercialization of it it's it's changed it's changed so much how the average person looks at coffee yeah like it's so uh, me and Haley were out for coffee the other, the other day in a in a Costa again because it was convenient it was the yeah. situation like where we were mm. and then these two I'm stereotyping massively but these two builders came in like high vis jackets hard hats tattoos you know sleeveless vests even though it's fucking 2 degrees outside and literally this guy rocks up and he's like hi can I have a cortado with it and I'm just like <laughs> Fuck! Like this is well, this has changed it's so changed. much, but I I like it. Like yeah. I like that it's like we're a bit more wise, but a bit more. But you know, even twenty years ago, that'd have been a polystyrene cup and three bags and, of tea. Yeah, and that, or uh, instant coffee. Instant coffee. Yeah, yeah. But like the the, the chains like none of them serve the best coffee mm. like it's all drinkable and it's you know yeah it's fine, fine. It I, I serves a it. purpose yeah, yeah yeah it's never like disgusting is it yeah that's um, good but they have. They've bought coffee to a level where people go, I want to find something better. Yeah. You know, and the, you can go to all these, you know, hipstery places and yeah, sure. where they take six minutes to make one cup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but That's I mean, I love the whole process of coffee on TikTok. I mean, yeah, it's there's a, this guy where I just watch him isn't it? grind his beans and make yeah. this beautiful espresso. It takes fucking hours. It yeah. does. I'd love to do it at home, but I don't have the time. Yeah, no, but same. I mean, I only have really good coffee at home, but yeah. I don't go through all that rigmarole. No, but, but it's, it's yeah. a treat when you go and see it all happen. And no, nobody smell. knew what a cortado was until no. the big chains were here. So true. Yeah, it's it, was, of, it was like an accessible way of getting it. It was a gateway. Yeah, a ga- gateway coffee drug. <laughs> yeah, like my dad's the epitome of that as well. Like I'd have, he's a tea drinker all way, but now he would go in and order a frappuccino, and I'm just yeah. like, this happened <laughs> to you. you? Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny to me. Like it is mad, mad, but I sort of, I sort of like it. Do you um, do you always order the same thing when you go into a coffee shop? Uh, it depends, really. Um, You're a cappuccino guy, right? Cappuccino That's or a flat amazing. white, generally. Um, yeah, I never have espressos in a chain because uh, they're always terrible for me. Yeah, it, always the it purest form the of coffee, milk. isn't it? And you exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or a, or a black one. I tend to drink. I drink a lot of black coffee and a lot of americano and espresso at home because mm-hmm. it's good coffee. Yeah, uh, I rarely put milk in it now, but Fair. when I'm out, I, I need it. 
I, I, I grew up thinking I hated coffee because the only thing available was instant. Yeah. And I can't drink it now. I go around people's house, right? Yeah, I know. And I, they're like, do you want a coffee or a tea or anything? And I'm looking yeah, to see if there's yeah. a machine. I know. Because I don't want to be that guy like, no. um, what have you got? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't drink instant. So I'll just be like, if I don't see a machine, I'm like, you tea, tea. great. Just a tea, please. And then I see them make themselves a nice one. I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> That's a second thought. Have you started my tea? Because I will. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's so true. Um, I was looking out of curiosity when I was checking out this story, and because um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be transparent. I wasn't actually fully aware of the intricate differences between some of the main coffees that yeah. you order. I and a lot of it gets lost in your big change. If you go and order a large cappuccino, it's not. That's the thing. I, yeah. So the differences between a latte, a cappuccino, and and a flat white, they are basically all the same. Mm. Just it's all a ratio game. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought it had to be, I, I don't know what I thought, but it, I guess, again, change, they'll dress it up, won't they? Because the mug will be different for that drink. Yeah. And that'll be, so in your mind, they are different, but they're really just the same thing dressed differently. So do, do you know the difference? I don't want to put you on the spot. Off my but. head, I know it's um, there's the texture of the milk difference as well. Yeah. So latte tends to be like finer, more steam milk, and then cappuccino is more froth. Uh-huh. And flat white is generally, it's pretty much a latte, but smaller. Exactly that. But what, this was the, uh, you, you've summed it up perfectly, but actually a difference, and I, I looked at a few publications, the difference between a flat white and a latte is they both do the, the espresso thing and then steamed milk, mm. but then a latte needs 5% of foam on the oh, top, okay. and a flat white doesn't. Yeah. So it's just milk uh. to the top. Whereas a latte, and obviously a cappuccino is like 25% foam. Yeah. But that is the, the tiny layer on the top of a latte. I yeah. had no idea that that was part of the... <laughs> and then there's loads of other coffee names. I didn't even... I've never even heard of them. Yeah. And chains won't necessarily sell all of those. But And they are all ratio-based differences. But chains will bring them in and almost because it's a new name and sounds cool. Like it was only a few years ago, like they started bringing Cortado in. Yeah. And... Which is a mini latte. Yeah, that, so it's, it's not basically even a mini that far one. from a fucking yeah. flat white, is no, it? No, no, not But at all. it's new and cool, and it's marketable. Yeah, so they'll do it. But so the, the worst one, and I always have to go smaller, is Costa. Everything like I remember once I ordered. Um, I think I just ordered a normal cappuccino, mm. and they did a large. Have you ever seen their large cups? No. Fuck me! Like, it's it? like a bath. <laughs> It's got two <laughs> handles. Pint, a pint of latte, please. It's got two handles. Really? And it's, it's huge. Oh, I have seen them. They look like soup, like French onion soup sort of style bowls, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, they do, but yeah. but bigger. <laughs> but it comes on a plate, not a fucking saucer. <laughs> <laughs> that is just and ridiculous. Like, she did it to me, and I was like... <laughs> It's, that's too much milk for me. I'm yeah. not going to enjoy it. And yeah. I just said, oh, sorry, I just wanted a, a normal, like the smallest cappuccino. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. well, we're not, we won't charge it. Just have that one. I was like, no, I don't. Yeah, it's I don't too much. It. The ratio's wrong. And I, I You'd be sipping on froth for about an hour before you got to the milk. Fucking bloated as well. <laughs> like, and I was like, can, can uh, I just have the one ass for? And she's like, yeah, but you've got extra there. I was like, yeah, but I don't, don't want, want it. Fucking, don't. <laughs> Just fucking, and they made it in the end. So, but oh, sometimes more isn't better. No, so true. Yeah, so true. The one thing I am, and I might sound old, but it's like all the different syrups and all the different shit. I can't stand it. Yeah, I get they. Oh god, syrups! I'd never touch syrups. They're just. It's so. It's not just a little. Like I wouldn't mind a little bit of sweetness for a certain reason, but it's like 
it's like an injection. It's like, yeah. fuck, I feel like I've got diabetes after having this. Yeah, I can't have any sweetness. I used to have a touch of sugar mm. in bad coffee. Yeah. Like, say if I went to mm. like a, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Oh, well, and naturally, like if you're having a, a latte or something with loads of milk that's been sticked, there's a natural sweetness that comes with that. Yeah. So that's lovely. Exactly. That's a perfect amount. And I weaned myself off it. I mean, that was years ago. I just mm. weaned myself off it and I don't don't have it anymore. But syrups, I couldn't. Nah, it's I too much. I couldn't. And if you don't stir them, they end up in just in the bottom. Yeah. Like, and it's just that like, it's like, it's like gloopy. Yeah. Nah. But yeah, I've, I've got a pod machine at home like most people have, but yeah, I had same. a normal one. And then, so Ashley Palmer Watts, who on the pod mm. he he's involved with a coffee company now yeah. artisan coffee and that fucking brilliant coffees and the yeah. pods are superb so i bought this machine that he recommended to me we were out in like november time um we were judging me and him were judging this young chef competition i was uh-huh. asking him about the coffee he's telling <laughs> me about this machine and you can program your own recipes for every different pod wow. so i've got all of their types of pods at home wow. and then he's done all the recipes for the pod so there's a recipe for like um for americano for everyone a recipe for espresso for each one Jeez. and the differences are like some the machine it'll only take good water it won't take tap water this machine so you so have to use filter. filtered wow. or, or bottled um it's it tells you you got to purge it and stuff like that i control it through my phone um, and just click you just put your pod in and, and click the one you want you can change the recipes or make your own but the difference is it the, one of the best things about it, and most people get this wrong, is if they're doing an Americano, what they'll do, or there's two ways people do it wrong, is they'll they'll put the pot in or or grind or mm. classic grinder, yeah. and they'll just run water all the way through it yeah. until it's big. And that the more water you run through, the more bitter coffee gets. Ah. So the or some people will do an espresso and pour hot water in. Yeah, that's not the right way either because you lose the crema. Got yeah. proper way, you add your boiling water to the cup and you shoot your espresso in the top. Oh, so it keeps its crema. Wow. It looks better. That's the proper way. But never ever run excess water through uh, either a classic machine or, or through a pod because it's just more and more bitter. Oh, I didn't realise that. Because yeah. in your mind, it's clearer water by the end. So you're probably yeah. not thinking there's extra bitterness, there's extra whatever. It's awful. It's like, Ooh, I didn't I bought, know that. I bought a like, pod machine for Maria a couple of years ago and like she made me a coffee in the morning. I was like, oh, I can't drink it. And I said, you press that button and you ran the water through it. And I was like, yeah, I can't. It's just too bitter. <laughs> and she noticed the difference. I, yeah. was, I wasn't being a knob. <laughs> um, it's just Don't way knob, too but strong. <laughs> but like this machine, it'll shoot the water in to the pod and it'll let it sit and it'll bloom and then it'll suit out. But wow. it's got two water spouts. So it will, if you want an Americano, it'll do the hot water and then it'll shoot the espresso in. Because what I used to have to Amazing. do, and it's not, it's not hard. I know I'd boil the kettle and then shoot an espresso in. Yeah. But this, it does it all for you. Perfect measurements, different temperatures per pod. It's so oh, geeky, but it's no, fucking great. No, it is geeky. But I, I mean, that makes my Nespresso machine seem Neanderthal. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It just, it's just shooting water for it, isn't it? But yeah serves a purpose i guess but yeah exactly you still make nice coffee there yeah. like you know it's, it's, yeah. it's fine i've had one of them for years but this is just that extra level of geek yeah it really is yeah i can see why that would appeal to a chef though yeah because it's like all the little intricacies ah deep coffee chat absolutely love it uh let's move on to a bit of correspondence actually we've got quite a few to get through so let's go for it got one from becca who says hi love the pod i was listening to the rome episode which just made me want pasta and wine at 8am. Don't blame you. Uh, the food tour sounds great. Does Paul have any recommendations on where to find good food tours when on city breaks? 
To be honest, good question. No, um, I've just researched on Google because every big city has loads of tour guides. I mean, yeah, we have it in Stratford here. There's some right weirdos walk around, and then there's some <laughs> that look look. There's no, uh, there's no food tours in Stratford, is there? No, not that I'm aware no. of. I don't. Think I don't there's know. enough yeah, really yeah. of a food culture, is there? No, sure. Um, probably would be in London. But yeah. I don't know of any. But yeah, all I've done is search it. So when I went to Bologna, I bought my Airbnb and I was thinking I wanted to do a food tour. Mm. And just randomly one came up and it was an upsell from Airbnb. Ah, uh, right. So I checked out and then I Googled them and it ended up being one of the best. It was Great. brilliant. Oh, so, brilliant. Um, yeah, but I spoke you, to him about Did you it read afterwards. the reviews? Was that a selling point? No, it was more about the content and yeah, where we sure. went. And then I, I researched the places we went to on the tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice. I try and, you know, reviews are too... Well, know. that's a good tip then is if you find a tour that mentions where you go on the tour, research those places. Yeah, and what you want to get out of the tour. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like when I did one in... Um, Rome, if it was all about pizza, mm. I wouldn't have wanted to go. Sure. Do you know what I mean? So more about what I was going to... Yeah, yeah what you're getting out of it. Yeah. And yeah, it's cool. The one I went to in Bologna was delicious Bologna. And like knowing um, if anybody is booking it through Airbnb, find the people, but then go direct to their website. Because mm-hmm. I didn't think about it, but Airbnb takes such a commission. Yeah. Um, if you find the one you want, book it on your own. Don't sure. book it yeah, direct. Don't, don't use Airbnb. Yeah, good point. Yeah, but yeah. but it was it was handy. And then Rome, are just on the internet, just searching. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Do your research. There you go, Becca. Uh, another one here says, "Hi, love this podcast. Listen while I'm doing dough prep. Keep up the great work. Loving the weekly chats too. Thought you might like this on the subject of dodgy chefs and spoons. Always." <laughs> Briefly worked at a pub in which I quickly ended up as a pot wash. It was one of those microwave lamb shanks in a bag pubs. Yummy. <laughs> Lovely. I did witness steaks being dropped into a deep fryer as well. Secondly, I confess to being a spoon lever until when I was working as a nanny, the granddad shouted at me to take them out and put them on the side in case the kids caught them and flipped the boiling hot food in their face. That's another point that I never brought up. Yeah, that's reminded me. Never brought that up. Catch them, yeah. That is a good one. Come on, granddad. That is fucking class. Yeah. I mean, just no brainer. I can't believe we never thought of that, but. Uh, yeah great yeah. great point uh keep the great work up guys um that was from mads thanks very much mads for that last one here now i'm gonna have to keep a few things anonymous but this is pretty this is juicy if okay. i do say so myself I'm forward to this so this person uh dm'd me the other day saying i do want to remain anonymous for this they did then name the place where this took place which is a an established venue okay that serve pasta okay they basically have all these various flavoured compound butters, like truffle butter, etc., yeah. pre-prepped. They boil the pasta and add it to the pan with the butter and then a cloudy liquid from a squeezy bottle okay. to finish. So they made their own pasta water. They would then pre-mix that water with some flour and bay leaves and salt and have that ready to use to finish the pasta dishes to give it that. Oh, okay, give it a finish. Give it a glossy, well, that classic, yeah, yeah. sticky. What do you call it? You, I mean, I've heard of like. Is would, that finished? Is there any more? Or? They said would you, it would be interesting to get Paul's views on this substance being used at the past. Well, I have come across. Um, is like that that's all for show? Is that adding? I mean, it's got bay leaves and salt in it, so I guess it's seasoning a dish a bit. But is it, yeah, I mean, 
I'd struggle to, I'm not saying he's wrong, I'd struggle to think there'd be flour in there, maybe like cornstarch, something right, like right. that. Because yeah. there is, like, I was quite surprised at this, but there are some chefs in Italy, they have obviously, like take cacio uh, e pepe. Mm-hmm. Right, there's the classic way to do it, which is, you know, you cook your pasta, you take it out, then you add your cheese and you warm it back through and just make sure it, you know, emulsifies, just touch a bit of plaster water. Too hot, I think above 70 odd degrees, it, the cheese goes stringy and it yeah. splits. Yeah. Um, but the classic way, you know, you can produce, but if you're in a restaurant doing it, um, you can you can fuck it quite easily. Sure. But there, there's a method um, that it's recognized by a lot of chefs out there because it's, it's good and you get a lovely sauce and they make like a starch sauce before oh, so it was like oh, pecorino romano similar to this. uh pecorino romano corn flour pasta water and so they'd cook the pasta and then they'd they'd have this made mm. and then finish it rather than oh. doing everything individual yeah you know like you know yeah, yeah. boiled my pasta use a bit of that one start the whole thing ev- over and over again sure if they're doing high volume so a spoon of that in oh. heat it up again not too much but the cornflour is just giving it that extra bit of starch yes yeah got you um, oh that doesn't sound as scandalous now because I read that as like oh this is bad because it sounded like it does sound it on the surface and I would yeah. have been quite surprised but I think it's about is consistency and volume Got I think yeah. without being a cowboy and like completely affecting the product yeah yeah sure yeah. so I was watching this chef that really well recognised chef in Rome do it um, and apparently it is something they're doing I can, I can understand that the yeah, only addition is this tiny tiny bit of cornstarch it's not like they're no, no, you know, no. cowboy chef thickening sauces yeah. with cornflour yeah, it's yeah. just to hold that silky glossy yeah. texture got you um, yeah and then, yeah, he actually like showed a different method as well. Like, there's a chef, a really well-renowned chef in Rome, and he was homage, paying homage to to him. I can't remember his name. Where he did it all in a pig's bladder, like a cacio oh, e pepe, wow. and it was it was looked fantastic. Yeah, the result. yeah, he just got a pig's bladder, like soaked it as you would. Yeah. Put the pasta in. Put um, cheese in. Put some pasta water in. Wow. Uh, black pepper. Um, I don't think anything else went in there. Tied it like you would, and mm. then cooked it. Like pig's blood, you know, it all yeah, balloons up and yeah. then he's just shaking it and shaking it, shaking it and shaking wow. it. And then he opens it up and pours it out and it was it oh, just flavour ridiculous. Yeah. And be- it, it was more starchy and glossy, the result, because there wasn't a dilution of water. Mm. A tiniest bit of water, so it was being steamed essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the shaking aggravated it and all that starch on the outside of the pasta yeah. sort of activated. Oh, that sounds yeah. dreamy, yeah. So it was interesting to see a chef who's very well regarded be like, look, this is traditional. This is yeah. as good as, but a more restaurant method. But it's more- And it's, this is a it, fancy it, method. I guess it's to do with efficiency as well in the, in the kitchen yeah. because of the volume and how much they're doing. It's mm. sort of like a, it's not a compromise, is it? It's just a clever- yeah, and as long I don't know, guarantee. as long as like the customer's getting a great product yes, at the that's end of the day, that's not the been che- cheated, mm. then yeah, that's that's uh, oh, interesting because I, I first read that I and thought that's the restaurant. yeah, I thought that sounds pretty scandalous, but actually, it, it could there could be some method in that madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think so because okay. what they're making is some kind of they're essentially making this finishing stock yeah. that's going to give it a nice consistency. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because I and I read it initially as if like they're trying to make it look more authentic. Yeah, superficially yeah. rather than actually adding to the dish, but maybe they could be. So maybe, maybe it's fine. Yeah. 
Hmm. I still won't mention their name, just in case. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, I was going to mention Clarkson's Farm briefly. A bit of a weird one, this, but I um, watched it because loads of people recommended it. It was sort of stuck, you know, hangover day on a Sunday. Like, oh, yeah, we'll stick that on. I've never warmed to Jeremy Clarkson, personally. Mm. Well, he's, to, a, he's a shock jock, isn't he? Yeah. That's what he's made yeah, a career classic. on. Like, I, I've always, like, thought of him as, like, a, um, a Piers Morgan light. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, Piers Morgan light. Yeah, that's what I, I've always sort of had him in that sort of bracket. So I've, And I was never into cars, a top gear man, like, whatever. Yeah. But I was... I. It, it's a really, it's silly. Like there's lots of slapsticky fun and it's, mm. a, but it really does shine a lot. Like there's loads of contributing people that live and exist in the world of farming. Yeah. And it is, you know, for the, the amount of people that have watched this, it'll be the first people's first ever sort of like glimpse into the world of farming in the UK. Yeah. The amount of red tape, the amount of risk, the amount of form filling, the amount mm. of... It's not as simple um, as growing <clears throat> some stuff and selling it. Exactly. It? And like we spoke about at the beginning, the weather and the, so many unknown factors and then things break and things, you know, and then and you're killing animals. Like it's fucking relentless. Yeah. And whether you like, my point was, whether you like Jeremy Clarkson or not, it's a really good watch because it is, I think it sort of hits the, the sort of like, the zeitgeist of being a UK farmer in 2023. Yeah. You know, it deals with Brexit. It deals with the red tape that's gone on. It deals with uh, post-pandemic issues. It, it, foot and mouth. It, you know, uh, it yeah. deals with a TB, with badgers. Yeah. Every, like fucking everything. Like it's, it's uh, shows so I've only ever watched a bit of it. Um, I think the first series, I watched a little bit of that. Okay. But I would yeah. like to continue. I did enjoy it. That's no, yeah. good. It, yeah. it, did, it did. And even because, and I noticed it resonated because like just driving as we do in and around this area where there's loads of farms, you see a guy on his tractor and you just have a little bit more of a, ah, oh, yeah. you know. It's a tough job. It's not just a twat getting in my way on this road. You know, <laughs> it's like, like, there's actually a lot going on and I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I recommend it. It's good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Almost made me th- check it out properly. Almost made me think: Could we get him on as a guest? Oh, he's only down the road. Yeah, he Chipping, is. It's Chipping see, Norton. It's I like, don't see why not. Just need the avenue potential. to get to him. Yeah. Yeah. Never know. Um, pretty much it. Not much else going on with you, mate? Um, no, nothing really. Still sort of waiting. Um, yeah, we're changing bits and bobs on the menu, but um, yeah, still not quite there. Yeah, not not quite. You know, just making nice changes. Nothing majorly seasonal coming through at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, changing up some snacks and different bits and bobs and pay fors like Laura's working on them. So lovely. You know, some nice little changes. And the book um, coming on still, I assume. Books coming on. I've got the second photo shoot next Friday. Oh, great! Um, lovely. Yeah. So the first sort of fifth of the book is done like signed mm-hmm. off and done yeah. like I've had it proofed and everything um, so that's sort of sorted really nice um, yeah and I've been I've been down London a lot I was down I think three times last yeah. week yeah busy yeah went out for a nice meal as well um, just randomly I was I went to the site took uh, the woman who's going to be doing my PR took her there took her round and we mm-hmm. went um, went out a couple of drinks and then we thought we'll go because we're having a meeting about uh, things and future plans because we're in North London, but just up the road, basically five minutes walk, uh, Brim Williams has got a restaurant. Ah, uh, yeah. Odette's. Yeah. And I'd never been. And it was it was pretty early, but I thought I'd need, need some food. So yeah. I booked a table, went straight there. Great. And it was lovely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. And he's married to Charlene Spiteri, you know. No way. Yes, I did is. not know that. Yeah. Interesting. But he's been, he's been going for a while. It's something, a restaurant I've always known of, mm. and I didn't realise how... Uh, Primrose Hill that's it yeah. um, yes. right next to Regent's Park I didn't realise how close it was to where Grassfed's going to be uh-huh. a while ago I walked past it um, so I oh, no, go there I managed to get a table last minute on Friday three courses it was lovely and I just booked 
and then went five minutes later. Amazing. We eating the food, some extra bits come out. Yeah. <laughs> the others didn't get it. And then Bryn, I've never met Bryn, oh. Bryn before. Then he come out and he's like, oh, I've had to come in. And That's stuff. so nice. Yeah, it I was. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't lovely. know. He knew he I'd maybe the email I'd booked with or something. But, right. uh, well, he'll be down at Grassford then, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he was, I was telling him about it. Yeah. He said it'd be nice to have somewhere a bit different in Camden. Of course. Yeah. Oh, but no, so he's cool. a nice guy and the food was great. Yeah. Exciting times, man. So yeah. much going on. Yes. Well, thanks so much for listening. Please send us your questions, all those sorts of things. Just DM us. We will read them out. And your reviews. They really, really help us. Help people discover the podcast, help us chart, all those sorts of things, which just makes us do this for longer. So um, wherever you download your podcast, rate and review, they will get back to us. And if you leave some comments, we will read them out as well. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. See you later. (laughs) 